Justin. This is kind of a big episode for us. As it stands, this is the final Silent Hill game that we have not played, at least mainline, right? Not the yes. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, this is... Uh, this man. is a journey we started back when we started the podcast. Yeah, I think I season finding, two, Yeah, right? I remember finding... Oh, I played out in Utah. I remember finding original Silent Hill and playing it out in Utah. Yeah, it's... Uh, here we are with Downpour. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. I'm, I'm excited to see where we're going to go next when yeah, we come so back into just, Silent Hill, but... Yeah, let's have that discussion at the end, because I have a, I have a separate one for the campfire. Okay, cool. Um, but that's the only, like, kind of show notes. This is kind of special, because this is the end of a little saga we went on. Yeah, I know. I, I, I've i actually... I mean, we can... We'll, we'll save the majority of the, the this discussion for after, but I've been uh, racking my brain what's... Uh, what we're gonna do next and if i want to be nice or not it's all just not expensive all right so why don't you tell me what's been new with you i know you've been busy doing stuff so what's oh man games uh i watched weird al or weird the alley yes, I, I put that on my list i, Dude, I have to watch that f- like if we weren't recording tonight i would say let's like if I had another day available this like on the weekend, I would say let's stop recording, go watch it now, and then we can record. Because like the yeah, the, the P came and had lunch with me today, and he has already watched it twice. Yeah, I have also already watched it twice, dude. It is amazing. I'm gonna my plan I, is that, before I go home on Saturday, I'm gonna watch uh-huh. it again with my dad. He mentioned that he thinks that Danny Radcliffe might win like Academy Awards and stuff. Like that's how good of a job he does. Yes. Absolutely. hands down yeah i totally forgot it was coming out because it's on a weird thing like roku like i never even thought about it so uh that is on my list to take care of this weekend us weirdos with roku players it was like all over all over <laughs> all over the place yeah um man other than that uh just been playing some more god of war that's out now um i decided i'm not gonna go for the platinum because it actually has kind of a bullshit platinum that's um it's a hard one so the, no, I mean I. I mean, do you remember the Muslaheim? Yes. Trials. So it's it's like that, but different. So there's these six trials that you play through. This isn't spoiling anything. This is just like yeah, you're good, you're good, you're good. random shit. Um, there's these six challenges that you can play through, but you have to play through like so. It's these six trials, and you have to change the order in which you complete them in six times so it's just the same six trials you have to do over and over and over again six times each to get this trophy and i'm just like i don't know i'm not fucking as someone who sat through in order to get the ultimate weapon for kingdom hearts 3 it doesn't sound that bad it's lines will haunt my nightmares well so the the only problem is is that like you have challenges like don't get hit Oh, that'd be a bitch. Okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. Oh, oh okay. hey, you have this ring. When the timer is done, there can't be any enemies in it, and they're fucking sending wave. Yeah. Oh, wave. okay, okay. Yeah, so like it's like the ash. I, I still claim the hardest trophy I ever got was that damn that both weapon for Kingdom Hearts three. Those like frozen. Dude. I never saw it, but I hate it. Leave her <clears> alone. Sorry, I I have moved my computer down to the living room, and my dogs have decided now is the time to be mean to the kitty cat. Leave her alone. <laughs> That's okay. Continue. That's yeah, yeah. But anyway, so I decided I'm not going to get the platinum because I, I just, 
I don't. You're a game and, journalist, man, and you complete games. You don't have time to get platinum. I, I know it's it's really unfortunate. So I'm um, I played something else. Oh, I started playing Skyrim and New Vegas. Uh, Follow okay, New that Vegas is again. Not something you should do when you have a backlog. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. But that it was is... like I need something to just like chill and uh, yeah, man. So well, so I actually started playing uh, Breath of the Wild again yesterday. You're supposed to wait. I thought we were playing the Zelda games again. Dude, I will play Breath of the Wild probably two more times before we start. That is like my chill. Come up with the time. You come up with so much time, and I don't know how you do it. Honestly, I was just at work one day, and I was like, I have my Switch with me. I'm done reviewing Persona. Switch. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna pick up my Persona. I got far enough into it that I was like, yeah, okay. I need well, to you like beat it so many times. It's okay. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like I I've, I've beaten Royal three times now, so <laughs> it was basically just to see how it ran on the Switch. Um, but yeah, so I was like, oh, you know what? Fine. I'm just gonna pick up my la- my last save from Breath of the Wild, and I'll just go from there. Uh, so I have no idea where the fuck I am, but I'm just like running around having fun. Um, I did watch. Uh, this isn't a movie or TV or anything. I I, I go back and watch like my bedtime stuff. Is I go back and watch old uh, games yep. of quick stuff, mm-hmm. and they had a ver a randomizer of Ocarina of Time where they were linked up to each other's world over the internet, so they would get items for each other. We should do that when we play. I that. would love to do that. It sounds like so much fun, but you have to know like all these glitches, which is what worries me a little bit. I'm sure okay. there's like options to like turn glitches off. I know like in the Link to the Past, you can turn off like knowledge base of like glitches so you don't have okay. to actually know the glitches to get further into it but i think yeah when we play through the zelda games i'm going to try and randomize all of them like that'd be fun right? uh i also heard you wrote a letter into a podcast did i did you write an email into a podcast a video game podcast oh yeah oh it's just this uh, this question uh, I, I sent them a question because they were doing a God of War Ragnarok review, and it's these people I listen to. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's like Greg Miller and uh... no, my my friend uh, came over to watch Football Me Saturday night, and he realized it was you because he said he pulled in and he heard the question, and he's like, "That's probably like Larry's Justin." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool." Because it was like I have a lot of even now I have like so many things I want to talk about about God of War but I'm not yeah. gonna spoil people so I was like it was a way especially since I've heard how the performance on PS4 is I am I'm waiting oh really is it bad I again I didn't... I've seen some TikToks where it's sounds like a jet engine taking off yeah and it's like kind of skips a little bit like really oh man that's unfortunate yeah because it runs butter smooth um but um but yeah, no, it was a good way to like, okay, I want to ask like other people certain questions. So I just like sent them in an email with these questions. Yeah, it was just so funny because he's like, I'm pretty sure that's Larry's Justin. I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, man, I tried to pick up Gotham Knights again the first time since the cabin. It's just not. This, yeah. honestly. I knew it. The moment I saw that trailer, and I was like, uh oh. And then I saw the Suicide Squad trailer, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I just knew. You, I, I think you kind of know from those Gotham games. There, there could be a good game there, but man, the performance on that game is, is dog shit. It's so bad. Um, other than that, I, 
honestly, I've just been working a lot. And okay. mostly, like, I honestly, when I play a game now, I say I play it, but I play it for maybe, like, 20 minutes. And then I just kind of, like, sit and watch TV for a little bit. I'm, like, t- trying to, like, rest a little bit because I have another crazy, like, couple weeks coming up. But, yep. yeah, what about you, Larry? What have you been up to? Uh, TV. I started watching Lego Masters Season 3. Mm-hmm. That's Love just, it. like, mine and Devin's, like easy chill show because it's like super wholesome and it's oh just, dude like, I, I agree actually um I, I my kid's not gonna hear this so i can tell you <laughs> actually we're t- we're taking him to legoland for his birthday oh, next so week cool. uh next two week. weeks two weeks yes yeah, yeah so i've always wanted to go to legoland so i'm pretty proud that's so cool. an excuse now take pictures and share them that's oh i will awesome i will <laughs> and then obviously continue on with dragula titans uh my queen victoria black won another challenge she went as the thing Oh, nice! Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch this week because obviously I was. Okay, here. I won't spoil it, but her costume was inspired by the thing. It was mm. awesome. Okay. Uh, movies. I only watched one. I watched Porco Rosso. It's the the newest Ghibli one that we haven't gotten to, like going in order, right? How, how do you feel about that Ghibli Lucasfilm mashup that's happening? I didn't know that was happening. Oh yeah, they haven't said I, what it is, but. Besides you, dude, I don't follow. Oh, <laughs> like, okay, you, that's you, right. You come up with the Fallout show, like all that stuff. Like I don't know until you tell me. I will tell you when more comes of it. <laughs> so games, you'll be proud of me. I played three games in the last week. Holy shit, that's like an like an all time high. I know, especially recently. I played some more Kakarot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fine, but I see what you meant. Like there's like it's a big map and stuff, but it's very empty. Except for like getting the ball, uh, orbs. Yeah, so I think what I'm probably going to end up doing with that is like beating it because it's fun going through the, the Dragon Ball Z story and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. It's just it feels very dead, yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. Yeah, it's just um, like a grind. I picked up Final Fantasy V Pixel Remaster again. I had gotten stuck at Kar- Karnak Tower. Okay, yeah, it's like yeah. A time Tower where you have to get out. And since I'm going for the 100 percent completion, I had to grab the trophies and I kind of save locked myself, where I had like a minute ten left to beat the final boss and get the fuck out of there. And I couldn't do it, and I stepped away from it for a while, and I came back, and I finally fucking did it with two seconds left on the clock. Oh, nice, nice. So are you done with five, then? No, I'm, I think right now I'm, like, halfway through. I'm getting ready to go to okay. Garof, Golof's world. I forget how to refer to yeah, his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, these pixel remasters are so goddamn good. But I want to get five done, then six done. I'm going to replay seven OG and get all the trophies on Steam. And then I'm finally going to buy Integrate. Oh, you never did you play? I you never played, played the no. Did I played you play the, the game? But I never played the, the DLC. DLC is really good. Um, yeah. Are you going to be picking up? Uh, yes. F- I fucking I. Crisis it is like it is like the one game in that series that I can never fucking remember. Yeah, it's it's the Crisis Core remake. Um, I'm very excited for it, but since I'm kind of like going through the Final Fantasy games in this order, I. I'm hoping I might catch a sale on it because it's going to take me some time to before you get to it. Yeah, yeah. Finish 100%ing five, 100%ing six, and then 100%ing seven and integrate. So seven isn't really that hard. You just kind of, as long as you do the Barrett thing, you're good. Yep, Barrett is the. I remember that. That's the only one that's kind of weird. Everything else, you just have to know what you're doing. And I've played that game. Like besides ten, seven is the one I've played the most. Yeah. All right. So are now are you gonna go for that all the trophies on Steam for ten and ten two yes. and lightning returns and 
My plan 13. is oh, to nice. go through the entire, well, except for 11 and 14, because Larry has learned that that is just not for me. <laughs> um, my plan is to get all the trophies for all the Final Fantasy games on Steam. I think World of Final Fantasy no is rush, on there, too. No, pre- no pressure, just have a good time doing it. Interesting. That'll be fun. Uh, and then I sat down and played Silent Hill Downpour, and I beat it in six hours and 23 minutes. I was doing, what we're getting to the review, I was doing the side quests, and we'll talk about why I, I stopped on a bunch of them. Okay. Books, I finished two and started two. I finished Half-Blood Prince. Um, I don't know why, but, like, the ending, not Dumbledore's death, but, like, Harry and, like, everybody's reaction to it, like, kind of, like, choked me up a little bit when I was driving into work, which was kind of embarrassing. I don't know. I guess I'm getting older. And then I finished the book Empire of the Vampire by Jay Kristoff. Um, I, I mentioned it, and I wrote about it in Discord. But I really like vampires. Listen to our vampire season, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, like, when it comes to books, there was, like, two. Like, there was a Cirque du Freak series by Darren Shan, and then Salem was out by Stephen King. And, like, there's just something about vampires that I love, and those two books, and series and the book stand above everything else. And I've, like, read a lot. Like, we obviously, on this podcast, we did Southern Book Club's Guy for Slaying Vampires. Yep. Like, I've read a lot of vampire stuff. This is up there on that tier. Like, now it's, like, those three. Um, it's dark. Like, it's very grim. Um, but it's astounding. And apparently there's two more coming. But it was, like, 800 pages, and I read it in, like, four days. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, it was it was great. Uh, now I'm reading Angel's Command by Brian Jocks. It's from his Castaways of the Flying Dutchman. He's the same author who did like, the Redwall books. Oh, okay, okay. It's like his pirate series. And then I'm on book two of uh, the Thrawn trilogy, Dark Force Rising. Nice, nice, nice. And it's the, still like the upper, like the super cool oh, yeah. music yeah. sound effect one. And then other, I just want to say I had fun with Devin, uh, Altric and Discord, his wife, and then I mentioned already Casey. They came up on Saturday and we had a day full of like college football and just hanging out and sitting and joking and it was fun. Speaking of Devin, has she said anything? Like I, so I know we talked at the the cabin about how she was going through all the John dies at the end book before she start. She jumps back into. She hasn't read it yet. Okay, I I'm like halfway through and I'm trying to get some other like vibes on it. Yeah, I, but, I had to yeah. twist her arm to finally finish. Uh, What's it called? Monkey Island. She finally finished the Monkey Island game. <laughs> and she's going to go back and get the 100% achievement for it on Steam. But, like, she also tried to play OG Fallout. Like, OG Fallout or Fallout 3 or... OG Fallout. Because I, I bought them all for her. Fallout, the first Fallout is rough. I personally love Fallout 2. That's like when I... Like, I know she didn't like it. So maybe I'll tell her to try Fallout 2. Then. Well, so Fallout 2 is very much like Fallout 1, just not just like a little more advanced fallout 2 reminds me a lot more of like D and like that's fallout 2 is like where i found the series okay but if she loves fallout 3 she's not gonna like fallout 2. okay then i'm not gonna tell her because i know yeah. i also have like fallout tactics which is I, the, I, I, the same as fallout yeah. 2 so i told her i put fallout 3 in new vegas on my steam wish list because i'm sure the winter sale is coming soon yeah so they'll, they'll probably go in like super sale we'll pick them up and you can just replay them oh and they are you can usually pick them up for dirt cheap. Like, and that's ridiculous. That was my thought. Like, my friend, uh, the P, he just picked up Civ Six. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it went on sale, like, for, like, 95%. He got it for, like, five bucks. Oh, yeah. Dude, Steam's amazing. <laughs> I swear to God, if you put stuff in your Steam wish list, it will go on sale, like, within a month. Yeah. I have stuff that, like, 
I'm not sure if I want to buy yet. And every like month or two, I get emails like, hey, it's on sale. And I'm like, eh, Same. maybe next time. <laughs> Same. All right, well, that's all I have. Are you ready to get and head back one last time to Silent Hill? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do it. love game reviews because even though it's a lot more time than a movie i get to sit back in this fun part hear some history and then get a 60 second summary so justin tell us about silent hill downpour yeah sorry you're gonna have to hear my clicking i'm not gonna cut it out either Uh, so silent hill downpour is sorry i have to make your window smaller as well Uh, uh, Silent Hill Downpour is a 2012 survival horror game developed by Vatra Games. Do you know what else Vatra Games has made? Vatra? Vatra with a V. I have no idea. They made a game called Russian Attack Expatriate uh, one year before Silent Hill Downpour. And then uh, in September of 2012... uh, their contract was terminated and they have since gone bankrupt so they're not around anymore anyways yes okay (laughs) um so it was first released in march of 2012 um sorry and i have to scroll down here um so it was actually originally given the working title of silent hill 8 at e3 to 2010 and it was actually like there was a heavy rumor that it was going to be a first-person shooter, which is would have been like a really, really, really weird. Um, that would interesting. Yeah, obviously that was like untrue, but apparently they did talk about like a multiplayer because that was like when multiplayer was like really striking yeah, at its legs. Like, yeah. Three. So they they really they apparently there was some talk of adding in a multiplayer, but it was scrapped like early, early on. Um, the narrative of Silent Hill Downpour was intended to be like a self-contained story in the same vein as Silent Hill 2. Basically, they didn't want it to be about like Alyssa and like the town's I think that's smart. We'll get into that in plot, but I think that's smart for the franchise. I, I absolutely, I 100% agree. Um, early on, they were talking about like using a criminal as the protagonist in Silent Hill. Fuck Sorry, I keep dropping stuff. Silent Hill. Um, but apparently there was, like, this weird... They got, like, a really a lot of, like, really bad uh, focus testing notes back. People just, like, didn't really care for him. Or they, like, actively hated uh, Murphy at the time, who was, like, just a full-on criminal. Um, yeah, and then... Uh, Rain was decided to used as like this scary manifestation of water because of the darkness that comes during the storm and as a result your eyes might play tricks on you um and then the with downpour it actually marks the first time that longtime composer of silent hill of the silent hill series akira yam oh i'm gonna mess that up 
Akira Yamoka uh, was replaced by Daniel Lich. Uh, Lich studied the music from the previous games and allowed him to score the game soundtrack with themes that are kind of like generally tied to it. Okay. Uh, except for Silent Hill Downpour's main theme, Silent Hill, was performed by American metal band Korn. Uh, Which you will hear in the show's open or the the segment's opening segment. Oh, absolutely. And I'm going to also use it for the 60 second. I'll just quiet it down. Uh, So Konami selected the band from, like, apparently they just were given a bunch of options uh, because the theme song was not going to be, like, a significant part of the gameplay. Yeah. Um, Actually, in response to the announcement of Korn's work on the game, a group of fans created an online petition for the removal of the main theme from Downpour. I swear to God, fanboys are their own worst enemies. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so, Silent Hill Downpour was originally going to be coming, supposed to come out in October of 2011, but then it was pushed back to March of 2012. And then in 2012, uh, they released, obviously, uh, Silent Hill, but they actually yep. pushed it back even further in April and uh, in Australia. And then why? they push it back. They didn't. They, there's no reason why. Okay. No. okay. But uh, and they actually pushed it back almost half a year. Uh, it didn't come out until November of 2012 in Japan. Um, an official patch uh, for the frame rate and saving issues for both consoles were released later that year. Trust me. Be happy we did not play this on release like I did. Yeah, we're gonna have a conversation about saving in this game in general. I didn't even know that. Okay. Yeah, it used to be worse. Uh, That's shocking to me. In 2016, Downpour was made backwards compatible on the Xbox One, which is how we both played it. Um, And I could not find the winner to this contest, but as a promotion for the game, Konami held a Facebook contest where uh, where it invited Silent Hill fans to design a gravestone sculpture that would appear in the finished game. I couldn't find any information about the winner or anything. It was back okay. in 2011, so I'm sure it's out there, but I just I couldn't find it. Um, and then a spin-off comic and story was uh, based on downloadable content for Downpour that was never released, and it centers on Anne and her journey through Silent Hill at, uh, while she's like trying to capture I Murphy. I wonder that that would be dope as shit. I wish they had done that. Um, so that uh, comic book is out. You can find that comic book, but apparently it was supposed to be DLC first. Okay. I'm kind of glad the comic book is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was reprinted uh, in as as part of the second volume of the Silent Hill Omnibus in October 2015, so not that long ago. I'll see the library has it. Yeah, and uh, that's that's all I got really. Um, I did. I'm going to get this out of the way. My okay. 60 seconds is a little bare because I want to bring, I want to leave a bunch of time to talk about the five possible endings. I want to talk, I want to kind of go into a little bit of that. I got ending B, um, the good ending. Yes. Right, so you have a 60 second summary. Might be a mm-hmm. little bit slower, but we're, we're sacrificing time in order to do the ending dive. So yeah, so I, I have I have a very brief story synopsis, and then I'll cut the timer out, 
and then I want to talk about the endings. All right, so I'll give you a three, two, one. You can go. Okay, sounds good. Three, two, one, go. We play as Murphy Pendleton, a, a prisoner. He attacks and kills Patrick, who killed his son because he made... Oh, he killed his son. Uh, he was able to do so because he made a deal with the corrupt officer. Murphy wakes up and is put on a prison transfer bus while the bus is driving. and crashes and surprise, surprise, Silent Hill. Uh, going into town, Murphy comes across Anne, a correctional officer, who tries to stop him from running away, but slips and he can choose to save her or let her die. Either way, she falls off the cliff. He comes across a weird mailman who tells him how to get out, but gets distracted by a monster in a wheelchair. Eventually, getting pulled into the other world, we deal with the void, and we go through the hole in and out of the other world while getting chased by the void, doing choices that don't really amount to anything different, like talking a man down from suicide. He kills himself either way. Anyways, all it does is change the ending you get. Uh, turns out Murphy was tasked with killing a different correctional officer, who is Anne's father, and she gets, she pulled some strings to get Murphy on that bus. After getting shot by Anne, who actually survived, Murphy transforms into the boogeyman, and based on what happens next and your moral choices, you get your ending. Time, but that's a minute. That was pretty good. That yeah. That was really good. Thank you. I um, played this yeah. game like two and a half months ago. <laughs> All right, so tell us the five endings. Okay. I didn't realize there were five. Yes, so uh, the game has, sorry, six endings. There's four normal, four normal and two special. Uh, okay. uh, the There's three moments that, like, really raise or lower your karma score, which is kind of like, you know, how, it's, how it decides which one you're going to get. Uh, it's sparing or incapacitating enemies raises your score. Giving you more karma, killing them lowers it. Attempting to save uh, Anne through the ravine thing raises it, obviously. Leaving her lowers it, and depending on how you deal with JP, like the old tour guide guy, uh, if you kind of try to talk him down, lower, raises it, or if you let him just kind of die, that lowers it. Um, so if you spare Anne with a positive karma, a flashback shows the event that happened in the prison shower room between Murphy, Frank, and Sewell. Sewell? That's the ending I got. Sewell, yeah. Oh, there's more. It's a, There's like little differences. After realizing that Frank is the person Sewell wants to wants him to kill, Murphy refuses to accomplish it. Accomplish it. In response to Sewell, in response to this, Sewell beats both Murphy and Frank in his angry talk to Murphy. He reveals that it was that it was him who had to finish Napier because Murphy couldn't complete it himself. Sewell yeah. Then stabs Frank in the neck with, with Murphy's shivs and call for backup framing him. Um, so that's the one that you got? Yeah. She, like, lets him escape, basically? Yep. Okay. Because yep. I had to restart the game because of the save stuff. That's, we're gonna, we'll get into that. Okay, okay. Um, so this is ending B. It's called Truth and Justice. This is Spare Anne with a negative score. Uh In response, basically, it's all like the same setup. It's just like you know, like the whole shower shower scene is like the same yep. setup. Um, Sewell so, so then sims Frank in the neck. Murphy asks Frank for forgiveness while he's like dying. Uh, the scene switches back to present time. Anne realizes that it wasn't Murphy who was responsible. Uh, Anne thanks Murphy for truth and lets him go while police arrives at the place sometime later Anne comes back to the prison she approaches oh that's Sewell the thing i got in that's what oh, I got. okay holding the gun and like toss it to yep her. yeah they need yep. to talk yeah okay full circle is if you kill Anne as the boogeyman uh 
Uh, flashback shows Murphy kneeling by an injured Frank, finishing him off by stabbing him with a shiv. He stands up and suddenly sees two bodies, Frank, Frank's and Anne's, on the ground. He drops the shiv and starts shouting. Realizing what he has done, Murphy then grabs Frank's pistol and attempts to commit suicide, but instead of dying, he finds himself locked in a cell of Overlook Penitentiary at the beginning of the game. Meaning he is doomed to go through it all over. It's kind of just like a... Yeah. A repeating. Yes. Uh, kill Anne with a negative karma score. Uh, Murphy is shown at an execution chamber. Uh, he is being executed for dr- the drowning of his son, Charlie, and also for the murder of the officer, Frank. During a riot, uh, Sewell is overlooking the execution and asks Murphy his last words. He responds, I'll see you in hell, Cupcake. And then he gets capital punishment by lethal injection. Now, are you ready for the two surprise endings? Yes. Okay. So you have to... These are only available if you beat the game more than once. Okay. Murphy is shown digging an escape tunnel out of the prison. He gets out into a prison execution chamber. The lights suddenly switched on, revealing a big company throwing Murphy a surprise party. The company includes characters from Downpour, as well as previous characters from the series title, including Pyramid Head, in which he uses his great knife to cut a birthday cake on the execution table uh everyone cheers and murphy smiles at the party (laughs) how do you unlock that uh that is you have to finish the game completing digging up the past side quest available on your second 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 playthrough yeah yep um and then the last one reversal is this ending shows the scene in the state prison from the beginning of the game but with murphy and ann's roles switched and is now a convicted criminal who is transported into another prison, and Murphy is a prison guard escorting her. Okay. Yeah. There's, like, it's weird how also there is, this is, I believe, the first game in the series not to have a dog ending, like an alien ending. See, that, that's what I was waiting for. Yeah. That's actually kind of why I want to talk about it. Is it's weird that there's no alien ending. Yeah. But, I don't know, it's just... So let's talk plot. Okay. I... Um, okay. Um, I was going to say, um, I actually, for the most part, I could see that they were trying to do, like, stay on a similar path of homecoming in a weird way but try to do new things with it. I actually really appreciate, I appreciated like the, the, the twist with Anne. Um, I wish it was kind of better. I don't know. Like I enjoy this story. I just wish it was like better told. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. So I played this in one sitting. I literally, I started it. I got a little bit into it, but barely, barely far at all. Yeah. The save didn't work. So I had to start over, which was whatever, but I beat this in one sitting. So, I, I don't know if I can play this game in one sitting. <laughs> so doing it that way actually was really nice narratively because like I got to see the twist happening and like I didn't forget anything. It was all very fresh. Yeah, but like you said, it could have been executed better. But it is by no means bad, and I really enjoyed it. I liked the prison story. I liked the vengeance for the sun. I liked. It felt like Silent Hill. Yeah, and it felt like, again, we're kind of getting this 
it felt very much to a lesser degree it felt like something more akin to silent hill 2 yeah i totally agree it, it, right? it, it, it felt really good i also i didn't want to put this here because i'm not sure i also put it there were a lot of callbacks to previous games well i don't know if you remember in silent hill origins uh, as you're escaping prison transfer bus passes you see i forgot that but this one there's like artifacts there's like silent hill artifacts you can find like laying around and like you can you can find the room from silent hill 4 mm-hmm. you can find a kite you can find a bed like a, a burlap sack like you can put money into a jukebox and it will play the silent hill theme like there's just a lot of really nice things that i thought were like really well executed that didn't take away from the narrative we were getting i also was just constantly waiting for pinhead to show up because i know that's like what they hang their hat on pyramid head but i say pinhead yeah too much hellraiser <laughs> i kept waiting for pyramid head the executioner to show up and he didn't and i, I really applaud them for that and i thought like this is like the first time in a while where i felt like some of the enemy designs not all of them but some of the enemy designs actually serve to help narratively I'm thinking yes. of like really the, the only boss fight in this game. Yeah. With the wheelchair thing. Yeah. Um No, I was really pleasantly surprised. And like I it was a marathon session, don't get me wrong, I I don't game like that anymore. But I was really impressed with the story. I think it could have been done better. I think like we have obviously seen video games that tell very, very good narratives like control. But I feel like this deserves a lot of credit because we know how Konami does not give respect like it should yeah well and that's the thing is they were doing something whenever you know they didn't use pyramid head which like i am so happy they tried to get away from like the whole like i can't think of a better word but like fetishism fetishism that is something that i don't think resident evil franchise gets enough credit for like tyrant nemesis yeah just like use them and yeah yeah it's it's really impressive because like people hanging their hats on that shit i i i I think they should get more credit for that no i agree and i and i I agree with that here like yes obviously they have like another enemy with a large weapon all i could think of was uh deadly premonition thank you yes (laughs) oh i know (laughs) me too (laughs) but no i mean that you know what they were trying something new and interesting and i think for the most part it did i just obviously it was it was a little, like, a little clumsy in some parts, but, like, nothing... Clumsy too... is a very good way to describe it. Yeah, I, like, I just... I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think the prison story and the whole, like, prisoner aspect of it was nice, and, like, it was it was a nice change. When um, it comes to me for plot, like, I really start judging things on, like, how will this translate into a story? Mm-hmm. If I was going to tell a story. And I think your 60-second summary does that justice you were able to tell the story of this game obviously you skipped some smaller things yeah i skipped like the dj and stuff but that's like whatever the only thing i thought that was kind of detrimental to the plot and i have to be consistent is i felt like all those journal entries because i found all of them because i found i had a guy that showed you where everything was at so i got every single journal entry yeah i hated how you had to zoom in to read that text yeah, I agree. Uh, I it, fucking hate that. I'm not sure if that's gameplay or plot because it really didn't like. It filled in some background stuff, but it didn't like. It wasn't necessary, like your Dark Souls or whatever. Yeah. Uh, 
but I fucking hated that. That was annoying. No, I agree. I, I, it would have like obviously I understand their like want to like hey look at our cool note that we wrote, but like yeah, have like the picture of it on the on like the left hand side, and then just have like a little like thing on the right hand yeah. side that has all the like Final Fantasy Thirteen does it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, ready to give it a score for plot? Yeah. I gave it an eight. I, I did really too. Enjoyed it. <laughs> I really enjoyed the plot for this. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, it's it was like nice and refreshing, right? Like, I, yeah. Anyways, I had a lot of fun. Gameplay, though, I can go back and forth with pros and cons. The first pro I want to say is something that I love about Silent Hill: their maps and how it takes notes for you as you play it. Is outstanding. Like it's outstanding. Love it. I forgot that it did it, so I started playing it and it started updating as we were going through. And all I could think of is like it's just I don't I don't know what it is about it. It just like it makes me so happy. And I love it. it because it's like one thing that like, okay, if you are gonna have to backtrack, which we'll get into (laughs) with the side quests. Um Yes. It marks it like it's nice. I don't know. It's just nice to not have to like remember. It's smart and intuitive, and it's not yes. over informative. It's just it's it's just. Very it gives you the facts. It gives you the facts that you need to know. All right, let's do a con next. I hated how in order to tell how much damage I had, I had to go into the menu, not your like your backpack or whatever. You had to go into the menu, into statistics to look at it, and I understand that your coat gets bloody or whatever, but. The bloodiness of the coat does not always correlate to how damaged you are. Because one time he was like limping and doing like like walking like shit. He was like seventy percent health. Another time, like he looked fine and he was at like fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I agree. I I, I understand the want for like, hey, let's not have a health bar. It like, looks it can look dirtier. You know, it can look gross yeah. on like a UI. But you have to have something easily, readily like readable. Even Dead if it's Face like did it, it brilliantly with Isaac's suit, yeah, and I agree. the bloody clothes aren't a bad option. I actually don't hate that, but it has to be consistent, and there has to be certain markers in order to be able to tell. Like in Resident Evil, even OG, like like one and two, yeah, like you're you holding the side, yes, yes, yeah. Just little things so I know when I need to pop a med kit. Just yeah. consistent things. Another pro: this game had a lot of side quests. Yeah, something, again, something they knew that they tried. And I, for the most part, loved them. I, when I found the room, I was like, oh, this is fucking cool. It's a pro and con thing, though, because on the con side, there really isn't any reward. You got a reward for doing the cinema one, getting the golden gun, which you lose. You can't even take it into the final battles. Which we'll get to. Um, but, like, you get, like, a new set of clothing for one, but mostly it's just, like, bullets and med kits, which you don't really need. We'll talk about that here in a second. Yeah. My biggest problem, though, was some of these quests, specifically with the Shadow Heart one, lining those things up, I, I, I stopped. Like, that was the reason why I stopped doing the side quests. I could not get shit to line up, and I was like, I'm not wasting my time on this. Like, I'm enjoying the story, and I want to see where it goes next. I'm not wasting my fucking time trying to line up shadows. Yeah, no, I I mean, I, I agree. Especially when it comes to, like, the reward things. It's 
I mean, I, I, no I, yeah, and I understand that it's like it's hard to find a payoff for like a survival horror game. But guns, weapons. You got you got the chainsaw for doing that one like side quest in in Silent Hill One. Oh yeah, that's true. I didn't even I forgot about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you have to have some form of like. There has to be a payoff. There has to be something. Art or something like a, a, a trophy on Xbox, which I don't ever play, is not enough for me to scratch that itch. But I will say, like, I considered going back, and but you can't skip cutscenes, which is why I'm not going to. I wanted to do the Digging Up the Past one because that was a really cool side quest that unlocked after you beat the game once. Yeah. Um. Two more cons. I fucking hate how I couldn't save. I understand it had an autosave. I understand that they, they didn't have, like, like posters or whatever to save in this game. Like, whatever. Do you. But, like, them choosing when I got to save and when I couldn't save really pissed me off. Yeah, they're... Well, it's it's also very inconsistent. And, like... Yeah. I, so the first time I booted this up, um, way back when now, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I got to the part where I got to you either save or not help Anne. I finished yep. that and I was like, okay, you know what? I, I some something else came up. I was like, okay, yep. okay, I gotta put this down for the night. Okay, so I turned it off. Whatever, you know. Tried to like, I exited to the menu and everything and whatever. Booted it back up and I was like, oh, here I am at the fucking start of the game again. Exact same thing happened to me. Exact, yep. and that was why I realized I'm just gonna beat this. I'm gonna sit down and beat it because I'm not, I'm not having that happen. Yeah, because there's no, there's no way to force a save. Yeah. And that's really frustrating for a game that came out in 2012. Like, it, it you need to do better, or you need to auto save more. Yeah, one or the other. Have, it, or you, have an even, for me to save, or for or force. More even options. like, even if it's like exit the game, like you know, go to exit the game. Okay, we'll auto save now. Yes, whatever. Exactly. Like, but there has to be a way to like force an auto save. Exactly. And my last big con. In plot, I talked about how some of the enemy design types like fit the narrative, and I thought it did do a good job at that. Especially the void, the void and the wheelchair guy that were were very cool. Oh, okay, okay. You like the void? I liked the void the first time. I thought it was by the third time. I, I I agree with that, but I I. I I'm sad that that is what the other world was basically, yeah, relegated to. Yes, because it's. I mean, I don't there, know where else to put. Oh no, yeah, you you go. And I got. I got. I got. There's no boss fights. Yeah, yeah, except for you, pulling the plugs. And like, you get all these weapons, but like, if people listen this long enough, you know, when I play survival horror, I don't use my ammo. Yeah. I don't I, I if I don't have to kill it, I won't kill it. Yeah. I do not understand Justin why there were no boss fights. There were so many available to them. Like we even have like different locations where like in other Silent Hill games there'd be a boss to clear. It made this game, I'm sorry to say gameplay wise, feel a lot like Death Stranding. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Where you had see- some like cool enemy things and stuff but like overall the void kind of is annoying yeah and the bosses are just like they aren't even like zelda puzzles no that's that's the other thing that my my issue was is like 
the puzzles aren't off. Like, I, I, I mean, the puzzles have been off for a while in Silent Hill. Uh, I think with Homecoming, they weren't that great either. But really, they haven't. These last two games, Downpour and Homecoming, they haven't even touched what they used to be. Because Silent Hill puzzles used to be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do want to give a lot of credit to that the movie theater puzzle. I thought that was very fucking cool. Yeah, I liked the, the the stage play one. They did a lot of really cool things with that gameplay wise too. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. It's, yes. a, it's a mixed bag. It's a fucking yes. mixed bag because there's some cool shit, and then there's like some really stupid shit, and then there's some things where they push the limit in a good way. There's some things where they pushed it the other way. It's just it's fucking all the perfect over the example place. of that is again usually game gameplay is where I'll put this. I really 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 loved the transition from real world to other world and same with oh going God, to those time weird flashbacks in the water yeah yes. it was fucking sweet yeah and same with going to like the flashbacks or not like in the cutscene but in the game when you're like i'm trying to remember the one where you're like i was walking and the like the guy's desk basically popped up in front of me yeah with him yes, sitting yes, at yes, it yes. yep like mm-hmm. stuff like that is fantastic and i think that is like it's amazing it makes you really feel like you're in this world that can kind of basically change. It and felt I, like God of War 2018 to me, where it's like your your character is not just playing a game; it's involved in a story, which is yes. very cool. Yeah, but man, gameplay. Yeah, gameplay mix back. <laughs> I gave it a five because there are things that are really, really, really good, and there's some shit that is just totally off the mark. Yeah, I, I gave I gave it a six. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Audio. Um, Corn Song's fucking dope. Hell yeah, it is. Fucking love that song. Yeah, Corn Song is fucking dope. I like how the original Silent Hill theme is in the game, but it doesn't over-prevail the game. Yep. Sounds of the town are good. Enemy sounds... No, whatever I guess yeah I mean they're not as bad as like that like one weird burping one from the room <laughs> yeah but yeah but yeah they're just they're god, okay. I forgot about that fucking thing oh my god that was terrible yeah yeah you're right and then yeah. I guess what did you think of voice acting it's real okay so it's weird because for I'm gonna say both characters both Anne and Murphy yep uh the, the main characters um it was weird like some of the lines felt really good like some of the acting felt really good and then some of them specifically murphy just because we get more time with it yes um uh, felt weird and like not bad but just like the place eh. where i noticed murphy like not delivering as well as when he was opposed to sewell because i thought Whoever voice acted Sewell did the best. I feel like I'm gonna look this up right now, but um, but you know I I agree. I I think any anybody who was not our main characters did a good job. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, Sewell. I even like the kids, like the boogeyman, like the kid asking to go find the boogeyman poem thingy. Yeah, and the girl, like I thought those were good too. Yeah, no, I agree. It's just like. Murphy, oh, here we go. Um, it is, oh, I skipped over it. Um, Joel Bernard. Uh, he is 
uh, he was a special guest in Law and Order SVU. I won't point. <laughs> okay. Out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's again for me. It's this corn song is great. The yep. voice acting is a mixed bag, and I guess the environmentals of Silent Hill. I wish were better. That's kind of like yeah. A big, it's big takeaway it, for audio. Silent Hill Downpour is a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I gave it a five. I also gave it a five. How scary. When the stage play turned into that cabin in the woods, that was fucking cool. When you, like, transported into the movie scenes, that was cool. But the fact that I didn't have to fight anything, I could run from everything and there's no boss fights, to me, that negates a lot of the scary stuff. Because Resident Evil, especially the first one I'm thinking about right now, like, you run from a lot of the zombies, it's when you're stuck in a room with a zombie where the kind of fear comes up. And there's never any point where you're stuck with anything. Yeah, like, I'm... Because I think there's, like, the one point where you get out of the restaurant and there's a bunch of enemies. There's, like, four or five of them just, like, standing Mm -hmm. out front. But it's really easy to just get away. Yeah. And I hope I never have to know what it's like to lose a child, obviously. Yeah. But, like, the wronged prisoner thing, even though I find it as an interesting story, I have a hard time relating to it. And thus, it being scary to me doesn't work. Yeah, I... I hate the dead child tax, is what I call it. Yeah. Where you have to pay the admission of seeing a child die to get get the whole story. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, I mean, here it doesn't really work. I just, I don't, I think it kind of falls a little flat. Although I do, I do understand him getting purposely put in prison to kill that yeah. man. Again, good uh, narratively, but, like, if you're trying to, like, scare me or, like, get me to, like... Yes feel with him and like go on his journey which is where the horror would or where the fear would come from i'm not there with you on it yeah and i mean i mean it doesn't help that it's silent hill has in the past been a i i i I, i'm not looking at her scores but from what i'm remembering back uh, at least average to above average scariness wise i don't know i'm not looking at her scores but that's just me looking back on them um but here it's just it, a lot of it feels like gone. It feels more of like an actiony game, and even then you don't really need to do any of the action. Yes, exactly. Because uh, there's no bosses. Like you, I got the golden gun, but for what purpose? You never even, yeah, you never and even like the void was just like I don't know if it was supposed to be scary. The, yeah, and the one time you fight the boogeyman, you take like three pop shots at it, run up, grab his gun, and then it's over. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't think there's really much to this. I gave it a two. I gave it a two. All right, Justin. Let's review the scores for plot. I gave it an eight. You gave it an eight for gameplay. I gave it a five. You gave it a six for audio. I gave it a five. You gave it a five. And for how scary, I gave it a two and a half. You gave it a two. That gives it a here's Johnny final score of a fifty-two. Heading over to our master list here. It is RS. It is tied with Resident Evil Extinction, the movie. Below it, game-wise, with a 50, is Death Stranding. Okay. And above it, game-wise, is Journey. Eddie's game from last season with a 53. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. But most importantly, 
do you want to know how we have reviewed and scored the Silent Hill franchise, including its two films? Yes, because I do. Ha- I have my rankings written down, and I'm interested to see how they fall. In last place, Silent Hill Revelation 3D. Yeah, that's no surprise. <laughs> with a 36. Tied. Silent Hill Homecoming. Yep. Then we have Silent Hill for The Room with a 46. Following that, we have Downpour with 52. Mm-hmm. Silent Hill Origins with a 58. Silent Hill 3 with a 64. Silent Hill 2 with a 78. Tied with it is the Silent Hill film with a 78. And standing on top is the original Silent Hill with an 80%. That is the exact order of my list. <laughs> yeah, because it's the right order. I, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. Um, I would. No, know. wait. I have Downpour above Silent Hill for the room because I remember the feeling of being in that trapped in a room and that kind of get to me a little bit patrons stick around for the campfire we'll have a fun conversation i think okay uh justin i think that's all i have for us here are you ready to uh move on from this lovely town and get into some new stuff yeah let's do it all right i want to stick around after this commercial from a member of the kaleidoscope media network and we'll head on into the closing ghosts split souls monsters sociopathic villains cold-blooded murders and nightmares becoming reality does this sound like horror to you actually these are all things that can be found in the harry potter series it can be scarier than you might think i'm katie and i'm audrey and in our podcast wizard studies we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff we can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on instagram and facebook as wizard studies podcast and twitter as wizard studies now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So, little scheduling updates. Since Justin has a lot of stuff going on um, yes. with video game reviewing and all that, we have moved a couple of things. Uh, next week, instead of being Fatal Frame 2, it is going to be the original Omen from 1976 starring Gregory Peck. After that, we will still watch The Witch, and then we will have The Last Door, which is a video game. Hmm. Damn, what? there is like a there is a game based on the Omen. There is. Yes. Find right. it. We'll we'll add it into the end. We'll add it into the end of uh, the season. We, we can slot it in there somewhere. But Sorry for my incessant. You're good. Sorry for my dog barks. But that's all I have noteworthy wise. Do you have anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Um. Yes. The name of this game, which is. Video game based on the Omen. Oh man, Lucius. That is what it is called. What it come out on? Lucius. It's on PC. Oh cool. Um, it is not a great game from what I remember. Sure. Although you know what, it's got good ratings, so maybe it's. So did Dots for Rotten Wrath of Malachi. I love that game though. Here, I'm gonna just send you. I'm just gonna send this to you quick. I want you to take a look at it and tell me if you... And it's at 85% off right now. <laughs> Alright. Uh, yeah, I'll boot it up real quick. Um, Justin, oh, there's two. There's three of them. Yeah. 
I don't know if I have three. No. My guy. No, oh, let's do one. Oh, because it's not on the Steam browser. It opened up in the window. Do, 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 do. Three dollars? For the, all of them? I'll buy it for three bucks. Uh, yeah, it's for the first two. I, I don't think we'll ever play the second one. I mean, maybe we will. Who knows? But yeah. All right, we should absolutely do it. Justin, okay, anything cool. last for the patrons? I don't think it's just fun for listeners. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, no, I, I got nothing. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. And until next week, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at beaver la you can find justin at pickle thing and you can email the show at here's johnny podcast at gmail.com you can look us up on facebook at here's johnny podcast as always in the show notes you can find links to the discord and to the website we are also on instagram at here's johnny underscore podcast also in the show notes we'll have a link to the twitch and youtube channels and if you would like to support the show you can head on over to patreon.com slash here's johnny podcast every cent goes into the show and yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. Uh, you guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We are looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Mm-hmm.